Welcome to your weekly UAS news update, the place where you don't get your news two weeks late. And this is the week of August 1st, 2022. We've got four stories. The first one happened on the day that we released our news update, which is the RDQ versus FAA a final ruling from the Court of Appeal. We'll talk about this. We've had several videos already on this topic uh, on Monday and Tuesday. So if you haven't watched those, we'll put a link. Uh, we also will talk about NASA and Zipline that are partnering to, well, to do some research, which uh, find it very interesting. We'll talk about an experimental EVTOL aircraft that crashed uh, because of battery issues. And then lastly, we'll talk about a new FAA safety course that is available for you for free right now. So let's get to it. The first thing this week is kind of a big story. We've been waiting for this for a while. Uh, the remote ID uh, lawsuit that was brought up by RDQ Race Day Quad and its owner uh, is finally done. Uh, the Court of Appeal that they uh, submitted the, the lawsuit to finally came up with a, a judgment and they ruled in favor of the FAA in this case. Uh, Race Day Quad sued the FAA over Fourth Amendment issues, uh, procedural missteps, and also concerns for pilot safety. Uh, the the final document is interesting. There's uh, about 40 pages of final document where they explain why they decided to rule the way that they did. Um, all of the complaints were basically shut down by the Court of Appeal in favor of the FAA. Now, if you want more information on this, there's a lot of details. Uh, we did actually a live event with Kenji Sugihara and with uh, Scott Schaffman from uh, AUVSI. And we had a long discussion about uh, kind of everything that was in the document, kind of a deep dive if you want. So if you have more interest on this, please go watch this, uh, this video that we did. Uh, we also had a Pixel drone show where we talked to Brendan Schulman, a former DJI employee uh, who uh, was really involved with Remote ID on a personal level <clears throat> uh, when, when the, the NPRM came out and everything. So we got quite a bit of information on this. Uh, it's it's going to be interesting to see uh, where they go from here, where RDQ Race Day Quad goes from here, and what they decide to do. They obviously have one more appeal that they can do. Uh, we're going to uh, we're going to try to find more information as this evolves and and keep you posted. But uh, for now, that's what we have. Okay. The next thing is NASA is working with Zipline to partner, and they're trying to partner on the vision of what they call an autonomous fleet of drones. Uh, to achieve this, the researchers are trying to find how they can have uh, the fewest amount of people to operate a large amount of drones. And uh, this is uh, trying to find information about possibly how to train pilots in the future. And um, this, uh, I think, will be interesting to find out. Uh, we've seen places where uh, businesses are hoping to have one pilot for up to 100 drones eventually. Uh, personally, I think we're nowhere near this in, in terms of the human factors uh, and, uh, and in terms of the risk. But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what comes out of this. An experimental EVTOL crashed. It's called a Guardian G1. That's an EVTOL made by a company called Aura Aerospace. And they did, were doing a recent test and the G1 caught on fire due to some failed current regulator. Uh, the owner, Thompson uh, said that the problem is that certain components such as commercially available high power transistors or FETs uh, are not well suited for what they're trying to accomplish at this stage. He said that only when certified power controllers are available will the electric flying be available uh, to get off the ground safely. Uh, I think this is interesting. This brings up actually a kind of a, a good topic. You know, these larger drones, they're not really drones, but the electric VTOL vertical and takeoff aircraft, um, the, the, the components available for this are uh, 
pretty small. There, there's not a whole big list of components available for this because this is still a fairly new technology. So, uh, you know, I'm sure over time we will see more and more components as this uh, industry grows a little bit bigger. The last thing this week is something that I apologize for because we were going to talk about it last week and then somehow it slipped from our script. Uh, but we have a new FAA safety course available. Uh, this is on FAAsafety.gov. Now, if you're not familiar with FAAsafety.gov, this is uh, an FAA website, official FAA website, where you can receive uh, recurrent training from the FAA. Now, if you are Part 107 certified, eventually you're going to have to get your currency done and then you're going to do this on the FAA safety website. Uh, it's free to join. There's actually a ton of resources on there and we've been working closely with the FAA to create more content and our latest course is called ALC 803. Uh, it talks about regulation, it talks about aviation laws, it talks about airspace ownership and also FAA enforcement. Uh, we did this course uh, in concert with our good friend Sarah Nelson. Uh, Sarah was a co-worker of mine at the university I used to work at. Uh, she teaches aviation law there and then she's also an aviation attorney so uh, she has a great background to talk about all these things. Uh, we have a pretty in-depth discussion about some of these topics. Uh, if you're unclear about regulation in general, now we don't talk about specific regulation. We talk about uh, especially how regulations are made. If you want to understand the kind of behind the scene of regulation, aviation law, and then just airspace ownership in general, this is a great course for you to have. It's available for free on the FAA website. Uh, if you're a manned aircraft pilot, you can also get Wings credit for it. So I highly recommend that you go check it out. We'll put a link down in the description. It's called ALC803. And then the last thing is Commercial UAV Expo. We talked about it last week. We're going to talk about it again this week. Uh, Don, Jason, and I are going to be at the Commercial UAV Expo along with a bunch of our industry friends, including uh, uh, the folks at DSPA. Uh, the Expo has uh, almost 200 exhibitors at the moment, and then uh, they're expecting to have more than 50% than what they had last year, which is good. Uh, this is a pretty important event, and it's going to be held in Las Vegas. Uh, we'll put the dates down in the description as well and in the link if you want to get tickets. Uh, we'll be out there, we'll be seeing people. Last year we saw a lot of our students and that was really exciting, get to talk to them and, and shake hands and take pictures, which was really cool. So we hope to do that again this year. All right, that's all I have. As always, like, subscribe, leave your comments. A lot of you have been leaving comments on the remote ID and I was uh, telling my team this morning how impressed actually I am with comments. Uh, we may not always agree, uh, we may not always have the same point of view, but I always appreciate you guys uh, leaving your uh, perspective and then, and then having a discussion actually about remote ID. I think we've, um, we were able to uh, give a lot of information to people uh, that may not be familiar with this topic. So uh, keep them coming. We, we love uh, dealing with you guys. That's it. See you next week.